Welcome to Life Church of Mobile's audio podcast. We hope that this teaching will challenge you in any season of life you may be in. Thanks for joining us and enjoy. You know, there are about four things. I'm going, I'm going to teach for about 10, 15 minutes for, because there's some things that need to be said and the anointing of God is flowing. God is moving. Things are happening. We've already had reports of people. They've come and said, you know, I, I, and listen, right now, I'm, I'm just encouraging you. If you begin to feel something happening in your body, just accept what God wants to do. It may be, you may feel heat in a certain place. You might feel, you might not feel anything and you just might know it, but I'm just saying when God manifests himself in places, just open yourself to it. And if you're visiting with us today and you think I've never been in a church where anybody ever said anything like that, that is normal New Testament Christianity where the Holy Spirit manifests himself in signs, wonders, and miracles. And so if you begin to experience something, just begin to thank God for it. You don't have to wait for any appointed time for that healing to take place. But uh, today, isn't it? we're calling it an impartation Sunday. And let me, let me just take a few minutes to say something to you. And I may be intentionally, listen, intentionally a little lower key today than normal. And let me tell you why. What has to take place cannot be done through manipulation or man. It has to be done by the spirit of the living God. And let me tell you what, I don't have to exaggerate anything. I don't have to, listen, that, that is, that is man, that is flesh. It is by the spirit of the living God that these things will be accomplished. We're talking about importation Sunday and there's, there's a number of things I want to, I want to see happen, not just today, but every time we gather. And so here's what I'm declaring. Today is not the apex. Today is not the climax. Today is the start. Are you with me? I said, today is the start. It is the beginning of something that is absolutely supernatural. And uh, if you were in the small groups Wednesday night, you heard me talk about living from a place to where we are naturally supernatural. Where being naturally supernatural is a way of life, including church services. There are about four things I really want to see happen that I can emphasize. First of all, I want God to be glorified. This is not about making a name for me or a ministry or anybody else. It's about God being glorified. Signs, wonders, and miracles are so that God can be glorified. Number two, may the Holy Spirit be in charge. May God be glorified and may the Holy Spirit be in charge. No matter what your situation is right now, listen, I want us to take just a moment. We did it at the beginning of the service, and if you weren't here early, you, didn't, you missed all of this. We changed our start, our format. We invite the Holy Spirit, but I want us to take just a moment right now and be intentional 
about inviting the Holy Spirit into your place of need. It may be physical, it may be mental, it may be emotional, it may be spiritual. But I want us right now, everybody, in fact, let's do it this way. Everyone say with me, Holy Spirit, Spirit. thank you you. right now now. for touching me me. at my place of need. need. I open myself myself. to your work. work. Come, Come. fill, Fill. heal, Heal. deliver, set free, free. Cure. cure. Thank you, Lord. Come now. So may God be glorified. May the Holy Spirit be in charge. Thirdly, may people be blessed, healed, set free, loved, and cured. As I was meditating on this this week, the Holy Spirit showed me this. Jesus not only healed, but he cured. To heal is to be delivered from something and, you know, you're healed in that moment. To be cured means the cause of it has been taken care of and it no longer is a problem. Now, that's revelation to me. And let me tell you how that came about. Susan was talking, I don't remember what the context was, Susan. We were having that conversation in the kitchen there. And you began to share something about, and you said Jesus cured them in the scripture. And suddenly I realized, wow, not only does he heal, he cures. God's heart is for people. God loves people. And he does not want any to suffer And to be hurting and wounded and in bondage. Amen. May people be blessed, healed, set free, loved and cured. Number four, and this is a great desire of my heart. May the kingdom of God increase. Oh God, may your kingdom increase. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. That is not a prayer that we have to be afraid of or we have to fear. Today is a day of beginning to set, of a beginning of a process of setting a new normal. Not only in this house, but in our lives. Did you hear what I said? I realized over the last few weeks that we can begin to to allow ourselves to be so pushed down, so beat down, so beat up. And so used to the world and to religion and to what everybody says, the way things should be, that we begin to accept things that are normal that God said we should not accept as normal. We're setting a new normal. And there are things in our life that we no longer have to tolerate or put up with that God is taking us into a new revelation of that today. So everybody say a new normal. So may the kingdom of God increase as today we set a new normal. We're believing that signs, wonders, and miracles are not a fringe part of the kingdom. Oh, you know, boy, you don't want to get associated with those people. You know, man, they're, 
Man, they speak in tongues and they lay hands on the sick and, and you know, there's kind of weird stuff going out there. I'm telling you what, that's not weird. That's Bible normal. Boy, y'all are quiet. Y'all all right? Signs, wonders, and miracles are not a fringe part of the kingdom. Miracles manifest the glory of God. God's glory, His goodness is manifest when miracles take place. Jesus' ministry started with a miracle. And he wasn't even in church. He was at a wedding. Amen. But miracles are not just what God does. They are who he is. One of the names of God is Jehovah Rapha. Rophe, Rapha, however you want to say it, pronounce it. Exodus 15, 26, he says, For I am the Lord that healeth thee. It is not just what he does, it is who he is. And where he is allowed to rule and reign, who he is, is manifest. They are the love of miracles and signs and wonders are the love of God manifested to people that he loves. I want you to say right now, he loves me. Now look at your neighbor and say, he loves you. Great miracles happen to people who know that God loves them and know his will for them. I heard a testimony just recently. And this lady was confined to a wheelchair for many years. And she went to all the big name healing meetings. And, I'm, and most of these people I'm totally for, so don't, mis, don't misinterpret what I'm saying. Was She went to the, to the healing meetings. And, well, I mean, she went to Bill Johnson prayed for her, and Randy Clark prayed for her, and Benny Hinn prayed for her. And, 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 you know, and she still was still confined to that wheelchair. And so this brother was ministering to her. And, you know, you see somebody that's in that condition, and, of course, you assume what they want. And so as he began to pray for her, first thing he did was he said, you know, what do you want from God? Jesus ministered like that a lot. And because she had experienced what she felt like was rejection in, at times and not being healed, you know what her response was? I want to be healed from my orphan heart. So they began to minister to that. They broke that bondage off of her life. And guess what? In just a matter of hours... She got up out of that wheelchair and was totally healed. The healing of her orphan heart led to the healing of her physical infirmity. That's what I mean when I say, say Jesus not only heals, man, he cures. But listen to this. This is so important. And we're going to begin to, we're going to receive communion. We're going to receive from the hand of God. Some of you already have. 1 John 5, 14 and 15 says this. 
Now this is the confidence that we have in Him. This is so important. We have to deal with this. This is the confidence that we have in Him that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. Watch this. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of Him. Let me back up just a moment. I'm just sensing something in my spirit. You know, that lady had to deal with that orphan heart, that orphan spirit that was on her life. Some of you need to deal with the condemnation spirit of the fact that you feel like there's so many things in the natural that you've done that have put you where you are that God's not going to heal you because of that. It's a lie from the devil. Don't receive that. Susan and I again were visiting in the kitchen this week and she said, you know, I was reading about how Jesus, he just came to people and he never put a whole lot of, he never said, well, let me ask you, did you do all this and have you been eating right? And I'm I'm not against any of these things now. I'm just saying they're natural things we can do and I'm up for that. But Jesus just said, what do you want? Here you go. Now, for some of you, that is blowing you away. You are, you are thinking of so many reasons that why you should not get healed. Get rid of that spirit in Jesus' name. Don't take it. It's a lie. If we all had to be perfect in our past to get healed, would none of us get anything from God? Come on, that ought to stir something up in your heart. Man, thank God there is grace and love for some of us who have messed ourselves up. Wow. But what am I saying in this verse in 1 John? What is God saying in this verse in 1 John? And this is so important. Boy, I hope you get a hold of this. God's will is healing. I'm feeling that bounce back a little bit, not not largely, but I'm feeling it, so I'm going to say it again. God's will is healing. That we prosper and that we be in health. And here's why that is important. Because if you don't believe that God's will is healing, you won't ask in confidence and you won't receive. That's what that verse just said. I didn't say it. God said it. If we ask anything according to His, then we have confidence. God's will, I want you to say it with me. God's will for me and for everyone is healing. And here's why that's important, because faith flourishes where the will of God is known. I said faith flourishes where the will of God is known. God can't do a new thing through an old mindset and through a religious mindset and through a condemnation mindset and through an orphan heart and an orphan spirit. God can't do a new thing through an old mindset and an old religious way of thinking. It is God's will that we be healed, that we be free, and that we be blessed. 
Jesus paid the price that we can be healed and free. And we're going to celebrate communion in a little, in a few minutes. And I want you to celebrate and thank God for that visualization of the price that Jesus paid so that we could experience that. Everything we believe must be built on the truth of the finished work of Jesus. And to reiterate this, everything that you look at, if you examine the life of Jesus, you can't find one time where Jesus told them, it is not my will for you to be healed. You're just going to have to live with this. Sorry. So again, the will of God in the Bible is clearly healing. Jesus didn't come and die for us so that we could live a defeated life. And here's what I'm trying to get us to accept. Regardless of what you have seen or haven't seen, experienced or haven't experienced, we cannot be distracted by anything other than the truth of who he is and what the word of God says. Jesus is the Lord of my life. That means the healer is the Lord of my life. The deliverer is the Lord of my life. And that is his will for me. And I will not be distracted by anything else. By reasoning or understanding or anything else that would try to come against that. It is up to us. Listen. It is up to us to receive Jesus as he is, not try to make a God in our own image, in our own likeness. Receive Jesus as he is, your healer. Boy, he is the Lord, our healer. No excuses, no reasoning. Now, We're going to take communion in just a few moments. The early church, if you look at the church throughout history, man, I appreciate you sharing some of this with me too, brother. It was really good, really good. The early church and the history of the church of earlier times, they never looked at communion as simply a religious ceremony. When they celebrated communion, they expected. Come on, church, are y'all here? I said, when they celebrated communion, they expected something. And let me tell you one of the things they expected. They expected the presence of the Holy Spirit to come like a second Pentecost. And I felt it on that one. A fire falling, a fire arising, an encompassing, a filling, an advancing. A time where they were believing for him, watch this, to stretch out his hand 
and do mighty signs and wonders in the name of his holy child, Jesus. And that's what we're believing for in this house today, by his presence. We're going we're gonna to celebrate communion. We're going to pray this oil that... And again, I want to reiterate this in case you haven't heard the story of this. And it's not magic oil. It's not for sale. It's not a gimmick. But we just came in contact our mission team in a church in nowhere in Nicaragua. This began to seep up through the foundation of the church. And they say it's an oil that's found in Israel normally. But the Bible says, if there's any sick among you, let them call for the elders of the church, let them anoint with oil, pray the prayer of faith, and the Lord will save them, raise them up. So we're going to anoint with this oil today. God gave it to us as a tool. We're going to use it. Call us what you want if you're watching online. But call us when you're sick. We'll pray for you. We'll love you and we'll pray for you. I am believing for the spirit of cancer in any way, form, shape, or fashion to be totally, completely eradicated from this house. Did you hear what I said? To where it will not, no, no longer be named among us. And I know somebody think, well, Brother Scotty, don't you know you've got to die of something? Let me tell you, I was praying about that. Listen, listen, the Bible says, with long life, I will satisfy them. When do you die? When you're satisfied. Come on, somebody. I know this is strong today, but I believe it. And we're going we're gonna to anoint with us all, and we're going we're gonna to pray over you. We have enough that the elders can share it. And uh, we're just going to see where God takes us with this. So here's what I'd like us to do right now. As we get ready, we're going to do communion first, and then we're going to move into our impartation time. Some of you may not even need hands laid on you. The Holy Spirit may supernaturally intervene wherever you are. And you'll find yourself just totally encompassed in the glorious presence of Almighty God. You are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. You are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. Stand and sing that. You are great. You do miracles so great. 
There is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. You are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. Now, Father, as we prepare our hearts, Holy Spirit, this is all about you. It's all about the Lordship of Jesus. It's all about that good, good Father we've sung about already today. We ask you to come in even greater measure right now than even we've already experienced. Some have already experienced such a powerful touch. But I thank you right now for moving in the realm of signs and wonders, miracles. Father, that even we would come into a place where, as the apostles, our shadow passing by would cause the lame to leap and the dumb to speak. That there would be such a strong laser focus in this house of having our eyes set on you that everything else would bow its knee to that lordship. And truly, the church would be the church that God has intended for it to be. Now, Lord, I thank you that today is an embarking. It is a beginning, a beginning of a new season, a beginning of a reinventing, really, Father God, of of knowing who we are and coming back to a place of, of what has been declared, not only in this house, but in the body of Christ. Lord, that we many have gotten away from, thank you that we're coming back to that place to where the Holy Spirit has preeminence. To where when he walks into the room, everything changes. He walks into the room and everything changes. Show yourself strong, almighty King of glory. Show yourself strong, almighty King of glory. Show yourself strong, almighty King of glory. Just all during the service, my heart just is going out to those of you that feel like that you don't feel the presence of God. Like all this praying going on all week and everybody being so excited and you're just thinking, well, I don't feel anything. I don't sense the presence of God. But let me tell you, that is a tool of the enemy for you to focus on yourself instead of Jesus. Our feelings are important. We should have feelings. Yes, we should sense the presence of God. But the truth is, we don't always have them. We don't always have the feelings. You know, in the New Testament, all of those that God healed, I didn't read one time where angels came and sat down on top of them and fanned their feathers and breathed the breath of God and the presence of God fell on them. And then they said, oh, now I believe God. I'm going to run to Jesus and get healed. No, they just went by faith and asked of Jesus what they wanted. And he healed everyone. In my own personal life, 
I can tell you that the most miraculous things <laughs> happened to me when I just came to Him by sheer faith, knowing that He's God and I'm not. Knowing that it is not about what we feel. God is more real than how we feel. He is true to His Word. He's the only thing that's true. And I just encourage you just to lean in with your heart by faith. Keep your focus on Him and know that He's going to be there for you regardless of how you feel. Focus on Him, not on your feelings. Knowing that He is true. He loves you. He wants to give you all good things like my sister shared today. He is here. Ask of Him what you want regardless of your feelings. Regardless of your past. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's begin to pray in the Spirit. Just begin to pray. Just begin to pray. Come on, stir up. Oh, that's focus. See, when you pray in the Spirit, you focus. You focus on the things of the Spirit. You focus on that. Oh, Father, we stir up ourselves, Lord, and we focus on you. We focus on you. We focus on you. Oh, we focus on you. We focus on you. I tell you what, let's go ahead and dispense communion if we would. Elders, let's pass it out. Just stay focused. We're going to worship. But I'm encouraging you, don't lose your focus. We've already heard the word already from uh, more than one place this morning about focusing. Don't lose our focus. Focus on him. Focus on his work. Focus on his provision. Focus on his love. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thanks again for listening to Life Church of Mobile's podcast. If you would like to find out more about our church, you can visit us at lifechurchmobile.com.